The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherded Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherded Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio again with Mike Gillen, and our guest today is Eric Floyd. Now, Eric is an entertainer. He's a prolific podcaster. He works at Universal Studios. Um, And uh, so what I'd like to do, since you are so adept behind the microphone, is do something a little different. Eric, please introduce yourself to our audience. Well, first, I just want to say, Mark, thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. It's a privilege. Like you said, I'm an entertainer at Universal Studios. I've been doing that full time for 27 years. Currently, my main role down there, I'm Elwood in the Blues Brothers show. Uh, Like you said, I'm also a podcaster. I have a podcast called Where Grace Abounds. You can hear that wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And the vision of Where Grace Abounds is to promote the complete gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I say that, the gospel is not just about putting faith in Jesus's death and resurrection so that we can go to heaven when we die. The gospel is also the good news that Jesus came so we could have life and life more abundant while we live out our days here on planet Earth. And the other half of the vision of Where Grace Abounds is simply to celebrate individuals who are being transformed for the better by both the gospel message and the balance of what is contained within God's holy word. And God in his grace and his graciousness has opened up all kinds of doors, especially, um, you know, I'm part of the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce, just amazing people I've been able to meet uh, through that chamber and interviews. So yeah, he's, he's really been gracious to me in that regard. Something else I want to mention that I do, which we didn't talk about off air, um, I'm a huge thoroughbred racing fan and I write for a magazine out of Louisville called Gaming and Destinations Magazine and I write their thoroughbred racing content. But I also do a lot of work, volunteer work, with taking retired racehorses off of the track because that and finding them good homes and second careers because that's a big problem in that industry. So I'm going to give myself a plug, if you don't mind. I have a a book out that I wrote. It's a thoroughbred racing novel. The premise of the book is a mile and a quarter race, which features thoroughbred horse racing's first 11 triple crown champions. And that book is available on Amazon. It's called Heaven's Premier Horse Race. And the profits I make from that book, I donate to a farm up in Lowell, Florida, which is right next to Ocala. And Lowell has a correctional institution there. It's the Lowell Correctional Institution is the largest woman's prison in the country. And they have a thoroughbred racing farm there, a retirement farm called Second Chance Farm. And what happens is they take some race the horses off the track. There's about 50 horses there right now. And the women who qualify for the equine program they take care of the horses, they help rehabilitate them, and they can learn some new life skills that can help them once they are released from incarceration. So it not only helps horses, but it also helps people as well, which which is very important to me. So that's a little nutshell snapshot about what I do. So Eric, in the second segment, uh, what I'd like to do, since you are a magnificent questioner in your podcast, uh, I'm going to ask you to answer questions you would like to be asked but in, but for the rest of this segment let's tell our audience who is 
Eric Floyd, where are you from? And how did you get this, this why, this passion for doing what you're doing? Long story short, I was born in Massachusetts, came down to Florida when I was four years old. I grew up in Sarasota. I came up to Orlando when I was 20 to finish college. I have a BA from uh, business administration from UCF. At the time I was finishing college, I needed a job. And so there was an audition for characters at Universal Studios, just the costume characters you see. I went to the audition, and this is kind of a funny story. I went to the audition, and the audition, it was really a dance audition. They, they wanted you to do a dance combination. So I was in the audition hall with four other girls who were really accomplished dancers. And so the person who was running the audition, they came out and they said, okay, you're going to do this dance combination. So the girls to my right started doing the combination. I just started laughing because I'm like, there's no way I can do this. I didn't you know, know this was what it's going to be about. So I just started leaving. I started walking out of the audition hall. And the woman who was in charge, she actually stopped me and said, hey, come here for a second. I'm like, what? She goes, see if you can walk in those Frankenstein boots that are over there. And I'm like, okay. So I put them on. I walked around the rehearsal hall and she says, you're hired. Report to Universal on this day. That is literally the story about how I got hired at Universal. But you go in and Universal is very good about uh, promotion from the inside. So if you go in, you're diligent, uh, you pay your dues, there are other opportunities and other roles you can get into. So that's kind of the background about my life at Universal. So can we say beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was your foot in the door? <laughs> I'll be here all night. No, yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's just seriously though, on a serious note, it's one of those moments I, I always say to myself, if I didn't go to that, because I met my wife at Universal, we were in the same training group. And I said to myself, if I don't go to that audition, how different does my life look right now? And it just go, pulls me back to the scripture. Hey, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Amen. So in, in one case, uh, God spoke to Balaam through a donkey. So in this case, God spoke to you through a choreographer or through a, a, the, the, the studio person. And yeah. then they gave him the boot. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we will be all here all day. Try the meal. <laughs> so so you, you were born, raised in Massachusetts. You came down here. What? Why podcast? Why media? What, what drove actually like i said from the time i was about 20 i've been a huge thoroughbred racing fan and i've had a lot of opportunities to do radio shows in the thoroughbred horse racing genre so i had a little bit of background in radio before i was honestly i was making dinner in my kitchen about three years ago and i really felt the lord put on my heart i want you to start a podcast mm. knew nothing about it at the time nothing about it but you know what these days the technology, the editing systems, it's all very user-friendly. And you know, you, you both know, everybody has a podcast right now, right? I mean, they're very popular. So the technology is very easy. And I think for me, I, I don't really know. I, I don't think the story has been written the whole way. But I think for me, a, a lot of the reason God wanted me to start the podcast was, here's a quick story. I needed a guest for my podcast. And I'm looking online. I'm just surfing the web. I come across this profile Crystal Parker, president of the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. I wrote her a cold email, and she agreed to come on the show. And that one email really changed the course of my life. I had a great interview with Crystal, and she said, hey, why don't you join the chamber? And after a while, I did. And just when I did that, the floodgates opened. There's been so many opportunities that have come out of the chamber. I also, I'm on the board of a uh, 
organization called Oasis of Hope Foundation. Oasis of Hope Foundation rescues children from abject poverty along the Atlantic coast of, of Colombia. And we were doing a meeting at the chamber at Calvary one day, and the meeting was going on the web. And there was a gentleman who runs that organization, Oasis of Hope. His name is Pastor, Pastor David Taylor. He saw me at that meeting uh, introduce myself. He got in contact with me when he was in the States. He goes, hey, I want to be on your podcast. We became like instant friends. And, you know, now I'm on his board. And from my church, we ship all kind of clothes down, humanitarian aid to help the children in need down there. So it just goes to show you, you know, it's not what you think it is, right? It's not what you think it is. I thought it was the podcast and getting into radio. But one of the great things that has come out of this is my association with Oasis of Hope. So I think in so many things the Lord calls us to do, it's not what we think it is. So obviously you're getting very immersed and you are very immersed in ministry and in kingdom work. You also are an entertainer at Universal. Mm -hmm. um, share how that is also kingdom work. Well, I think the, you know, the shepherded work is all about marketplace ministry. And when I had Mike Gillen on my podcast, I asked him that. I said, what is marketplace ministry and why is it important? And he goes, it's about ministering where you're planted. We just as Christians, right, we just can't hide in the church all day. We get filled in the church. You know, we get encouraged in the church because iron sharpens iron with our brothers and sisters. But then we have to go out into the world and we have to, like you say, be the salt and be the light. And something, when I was getting deeper and deeper into thoroughbred racing, something that kept coming up in my spirit was people would kind of confront me. I don't see how this lines up with your faith. And something the Lord continuously said to me was, hey, man, I need my people everywhere. I just don't need my people in A, B, and C. I need my, I need my people in the thoroughbred racing industry. And like I said, I, I want to believe that I've been able to shine God's light a little bit in that industry at least. So, now, What's interesting, I want to go back to thoroughbred racing because you are taller than most trees in brand new subdivisions. Uh, do you ride uh, horses? Or? Not as much as I would like to. I used to have a friend who owned a farm out in Ocala, but I just don't get the chance to get up there and ride very much. I have ridden thoroughbreds, retired racehorses. Most of them are, are very, you know, thoroughbreds are all in. It's quick story. All thoroughbreds can be traced to three original sires. Okay. Matcham, Herod, and Eclipse. Those are your three original sires. So thor meaning thoroughbreds are all inbred. So therefore, thoroughbreds are naturally a little bit high strung, so they can be a little temperamental if you're on them. And so, but the ones I've ridden have been very cool. Very, they're, they're like every other animal; they all have their own distinct personality. We have about a minute before the break, so give us an example of salt and light ministry. How God used you uh, in a secular environment to bring glory to Him. I will say, Universal Studios has been very good to me in a lot of ways, and I think one of the ways it's good to me is it, it lets me be who I am. And I think Universal lets its employees be who they are. And so I've been in situations in the middle of green rooms and situations where I know some, I'm very passionate about physical healing, where I know somebody has, you know, a, a healing problem and I'll be very bold. I'll go up to that person and say, hey, if you don't want me to, but if you want me to, I'd love to pray for you. And I've prayed for individuals in the name of Jesus with with high ranking managers and everything walking by. And I've never had a problem, you know, with anybody, you know, giving me a hard time about that. So for that, I'm very thankful. So I, I would like to think I do shine the light at Universal as best I can. So we're with Eric Floyd and Mike Gillen, Mark Goldstein in the studio. We will be back with the Shepherd of Work right after this. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network, with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday, for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice, first the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three Shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And we're back to Shepherd at Work, and today we're talking with Eric Floyd, who is a uh, an artist, an entertainer, an author, um, and all around great guy, and a podcaster. I got to jump in and sure. say I got to see Eric at work recently, and he is amazing. Uh, I I can't believe he can he can sing and dance. Uh, I can't get him to do either for us here in the studio, but he has it going. He's great. You know, I can just imagine you as Elwood. <laughs> Elwood was, uh, but here. So, do you play the harmonica? Yeah, yeah. You Everything do. in the show is live. We have uh, all the vocals are live, and we have a saxophone player too who plays a uh, alto sax. Killer. Yep. Killer player. I work with some of the most talented people you can imagine. Like, really, honestly, I'm not just saying that because I'm biased to our show, mm-hmm. but some of the most talented people you can imagine. I, I have a privilege to work with. Yeah, the lady that sings like Aretha. I mean, she's out of the, out of control yeah diane kelly she's uh she's what can you say i mean she's aretha reincarnated she's amazing yeah so what the what what you do for a living has in common with your avocation is you are on a mission from god yes (laughs) yeah you got it yeah you got it so we talked about it a little earlier that you ask great questions on your podcast so i wanted to turn it around to say, Eric, what are some of the questions that you've always wanted to be asked during an interview? To be honest with you, the number one thing, and really the only thing that comes to mind is, would you share your testimony? Because I do think my testimony is pretty powerful. So I was raised Roman Catholic, and from the time I can remember, I always had a God conscience, always had a God conscience. 
stayed in a Roman Catholic church till I was about 18. And then you can say I fell away from the church a little bit, but I never fell away from God, I I guess. And with all due respect to everybody out there who's Roman Catholic, it just wasn't quite what I was looking for. So in my 20s and in my early 30s, um, I definitely was out, you could say, in the world doing my own thing. And, you know, by the I'll just be transparent. By the grace of God, I'm here. I'll just leave it at that. Really, by the grace of God, I'm here. I'm, I'm very, very thankful I'm in the studio today talking to you. But there was, I had a couple of friends of mine who I used to uh, live the nightlight with, and we were out one night, and they were saying to me, yeah, you know, we've started going to this Bible study uh, this little plant church, you should go. And I looked at him and I'm like, what? I said, going to a Bible study because at the, at the time it was so foreign. And they said, just come on, come on. I'm just like, and I looked at him and I said, you know, Mark, I said, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just not a hypocrite. I said, I, I, just, I just don't think it's for me. I don't think I'm, I'm really living the right way to walk into a Bible study. And I didn't want to dishonor God. That was the way I felt. But they really egged me on and they said, keep coming, keep, you know, just go, go, go. So I went once and once turned into twice and so so on and so forth. And that was kind of the way I got back into the church. When I got back into the church, it was funny because I went from Roman Catholic to charismatic evangelical. So a lot of it was foreign and a lot of it, I can say at the beginning, it didn't really make sense to me. And I think my big thing for new Christians, people who are just coming to Jesus Man, the most important thing is to get under good teaching. Mm. Just find, pray, pray God puts you under good teaching. Because I feel that was kind of like a pitfall for me at the beginning of my walk. I feel the people I was under, their heart was in the right place, right? Their heart was in the right place and they believed what they were doing. But there was a lot of legalism. And really, um, I was in the faith for a while, trying to do my best, finding my way under these people. But the scripture that really set me free, and it's my favorite scripture, is 2 Corinthians 5.19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This is the wonderful message we have to tell others. When the light went on, the grace light went on in my head that, you know what? God is not mad at me. He, he is for me and not against me. He has a perfect plan for my life. All these things that I did do not disqualify my purpose and that really my slate is clean in his eyes because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. When that light went on about his grace and his mercy, that was when my walk took off. And, and I think that's just the message right, right there that if I can share it with anybody in a nutshell, you know, grace is not a doctrine, it's a person. Grace, Jesus is grace, and he's fully lovely and compassionate and powerful in every way. Sometimes Jesus is portrayed as maybe a little weak or whatever, but Jesus is beautiful and he's strong and, and he's for you and not against you. And, he, you know, he's powerful, but we, we talk about meekness as, as power under constraint. He has all the power because he is God, but he's so loving and gentle as well. And that's just not a hybrid you see in society. You don't see people walk with that power and that love. So just, you know, his grace is what set me free and unmerited, undeserved favor. Grace, that's what it is. That's what has me sitting in your presence today is the grace of God, unmerited, undeserved favor. And he doesn't love me anymore than, than he loves anybody else. It's available for everybody. If you humble yourself, kneel down in front of him and say, Lord, give me your grace, give me your mercy. And people think when you give your life to Jesus, 
you can't have fun anymore, you can't go out anymore, and all these things, and it's rigid, and but it's exactly the opposite. That's when you start to live. And I, I didn't really start to live until I submitted to God, and he opened up all the avenues that I'm on right now. That That's true living. That's true life. And you have your podcast, Where Grace Abounds. So that yes. sounds like that's a marvelous genesis to your your podcast. Absolutely right. When I was praying for the title, what I should call my podcast, the Lord, he goes, well, what set you free? What is your MO? That is the banner I carry over, over everything that... I earn nothing, you know, everything that I have, the clothes on my back where I live, my job, the money in the bank, it's all by grace. It's all as a free gift. You know, he gives it all freely. You know, God gives freely and God is generous. And so that that's just how I look at life. Everything I have, he's given to me by grace. I haven't earned any of it. So how do people find your podcast? Look up Where Grace Abounds? Where Grace Abounds, it's everywhere. I mean, from iTunes to Spotify to Google Podcasts, you know, iHeartRate. It's it's everywhere. Um, I use Libsyn as my host site, and I just plug it into Libsyn, and it shoots it out everywhere. It's very easy to find, like I said. And, and I think it's real, because if we're winding down, I think the last thing I want to say is my goal as a Christian has always been to be on fire for Jesus, to be on fire for him, to do this thing real, to be right, but be approachable. To be real, man, like, yeah, we struggle, and can we talk, and can, you know, especially my guy, can we talk about what we struggle with, and, and where we fall short, and what we're, what we're dealing with, not all, like, you, somebody comes up to you as a Christian, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm blessed, and highly favored, yeah, that's good and everything, but we need to be real as believers, and I think that's what attracts people to Jesus, is when Christians are real. So, on your podcast, mm-hmm. you've interviewed tons and tons of people, uh, Give us two or three, because we're not winding down yet. We're kind of winding back up for about another three and a half minutes. Uh, Talk about maybe your top two or three guests, what they taught you that you thought was absolutely profound. Uh, Crystal was, she, that was the interview that kind of, there was an inflection point there, because that was when I joined the, the chamber and everything, and She's just such a powerful leader, and, and the chamber is so blessed to have her. And, and the thing with Crystal is she's transparent. She's like about all her situations she's gone through. I don't think she would, you know, about the divorces she's endured, about how she's a single mom, about, you know, her transformation in business into the chamber, how she works secular, and, and she was really living for the world, and now she's living for... I just think it's a great testimony. She... She's just so powerful, and she's so. I always say with Crystal, she doesn't owe me the time of day, but the only thing the woman does is breathe life into me. She has such a busy schedule, and she goes in fifteen million directions, thirty-seven days a month. But she takes time, and she'll she'll breathe life into me. So I'm very thankful for that. And there was one I just had with a couple. They're part of the chamber. They have a, a company called Three Chord Marriage, and it's Raymond and Leslie Funk. Funk. Yeah, yep. and that was a very, uh, it was a great podcast because I kind of feel like the institution of marriage, I'll put it to you this way, my parents have been married for 54 years. Mike, how long have you been married for again? 46. 46, that's just rare. And I think the institution of marriage has kind of, for lack of a better term, come under, come under fire lately. I think a lot of people say, hey, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get a divorce and move on. But they were great, and and they were and, and everything they went through, I'm not saying it to listen to my voice. If you, um, if you listen to the podcast they were on and Where Grace Abounds, Raymond and Leslie Funk, their testimony is ridiculous, yeah. what they went through. They survived adultery and all these this other various things. And, and look at how the Lord put that back together and now he's using them. So that was another very powerful episode. 
That that is great, Mike. Do you have a question? <laughs> well, I, I'm just so blessed at at your life and the way I, I see you uh, operate in your gifting. You're there, but but it, it, here's what I I love about you: you live and breathe the gospel, and this is really you know people who uh, who would see you they would think that what what uh, this guy Eric does, man, I would love to be able to do that, but. I can tell from knowing you that that is not your highest delight. What you do professionally, you're an entertainer, but that's not your highest delight. The Lord is your highest delight. And, and I think that is one of the most encouraging things. I think every person needs to sit back and stop and think, what has God called me to do and how has he called me to represent him? Because that's exactly what you do. And you found your greater delight in life by serving the Lord. So in finishing up, uh, just to find out a little bit more about Eric Floyd, if you could interview one person for an upcoming podcast, who would that be and why? We're going to do somebody, something that's like could, could actually happen. Sure. You catch me a little bit of a curveball on that. I, I was, it was funny you say that this morning because in this season of my life, he's been speaking into me a lot. It seems like when I listen to his sermons, it's like he's speaking right to me. I love T.D. Jakes. Mm. And you know what? I believe with God, all things are possible. And if I could ever have the honor someday of interviewing him, because I, I just think he's so authentic. You know, I just think he's so authentic. I mean, I think he, he he's he's real, but he'll also, like I kind of said too, he'll address those things we struggle with. So I, I would say T.D. Jakes. <laughs> and with that, we've run out of time. So uh, for Eric Floyd, Mike Gillen, Mark Goldstein, we will see you next week. You've been listening to The Shepherded Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherded Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.